An entitled homeless man refuses to leave my hotel lobby and threatens to sue me personally when I tell him that he can't sleep in our lobby and that he's got to go. Here's what happened. So as a night auditor at a hotel, we've all had our fair share of homeless people who try to stick around a little too long and make it all the more difficult when you have to track them down and ask them to leave. I'm incredibly sympathetic and I understand that unfortunate situations can hit anyone, but I won't lose my job or risk a serious incident between a a guest and not a guest by letting someone sleep or loiter somewhere that they're not allowed. Well, I arrived last night and my second shift informs me that the older man that I had passed on my way in, who was sitting just to the right of our desk, had come in an hour earlier and was struggling to find a ride or at least waiting for one. And much to my demise, they said that he could just sit there for a while as he waited, which is honestly just a rookie mistake. He was clearly old, looked a little worse for wear and had to use a cane to walk. I know it's hard to turn away elderly in need, especially, but they had already told him at this point that he couldn't sit there all night and that I would be asking him to leave at my discretion because we can't let him be here if he's not a guest. Apparently, that had been all well and good to him, and he had been very generous and understanding when she informed him this much. So I assume I'll give him the benefit of the doubt and let him sit down in the cool air for another hour or so. I'm in the South, and the heat and humidity here is suffocating. Even in the middle of the night, being homeless is difficult enough as it is, and I know sometimes just a quiet place to rest your feet can really help. Well, come midnight, I was getting ready to walk through the lobby and just to make sure that everything was closed up. When I exit the office and look over at the man, he's passed out in the seat, snoring, and his shirt is rolled up halfway up to his chest, with his stomach just hanging out. I was going to tell him he had to get ready to leave anyway, but now I really have to. He's right by the desk and the front doors. Not a great look for any guests coming in to check in. So I wake him up, politely inform him that the lobby is no longer open to anyone and that I'll need him to leave right now. He was really confused at first, even asked me if the blinking red light at the ATM meant there was a message for him. So I told him if he was still waiting for that ride, which is really unlikely at this point, he could sit on the benches outside for a little while longer. But that was the best I could do right now. I should have asked him to leave altogether, but the guy really seemed like a tired old grandpa, and I'm weak to that. Thankfully, he was super cordial, and he understood and said that he would go. So I left him there, finished my walkthrough, and got to doing some billing I needed done. About 40 minutes later, I see movement at the desk on the cameras, and realize he hasn't left at all. Unfortunately, we just updated our camera system, so now the front desk one covers only where our agents stand, and he was sitting at a spot that was just out of sightline unless he stuck his hand out or something, which is how I realized it was him. So I go out again and he's sleeping. Now I'm a little frustrated. So I wake him up again and I inform him that he has to leave and that the second shift had already told him ahead of time that this would happen. I let him know he absolutely cannot just sleep in the lobby, and I had already been very patient with him as it is. Again, he's apologetic and assures he'll get going and even starts to gather up his things. I return to the back to give the man the decency of not staring him down as he hobbled outside, but I'm not hearing any movement some 10 minutes later, and lo and behold, I leave the office again and there he is still. But at least this time, he's awake and aware of his surroundings. So at this point, I've had just about enough. I tell him that I am fully prepared to have non-emergency services come out to help him find a way to get wherever he needs to go. I remind him that he was told about this from the second shift and that I have given him two warnings already. And this was honestly...
honestly going to be the last one. He absolutely needed to leave. Now, of course, he flips the switch. Now he wants the name of the hotel, corporate's name and number, the name of the managers, and my name so he can hand them over to an attorney. I couldn't help it. I asked him what on earth an attorney was going to do. He just kept repeating what he said, so I told him. And at that point, I just could not engage with him any longer because this was just so ridiculous. If he had a legitimate issue, then he can call the desk in the morning and get whatever information he needed. I told him I wasn't giving out my name now for safety reasons. He goes into saying that the manager last night, some guy, was really polite and okay with him and didn't bother him. So I chimed in and ruined his fun right there and I let him know that our manager doesn't work night shifts and I was the only one working last night and we had never interacted before. That shut him up and he finally started getting up to make a leave. But he stopped by the desk before he did and started asking for all the information all over again. I told him to look up the number and call in the morning if he had a legitimate complaint as per what I said before. Then he asked me to sell him a blanket and seemed so incredibly put out that I told him I absolutely was not doing that. And no, I could not donate any blankets to him. I started to tell him I could give him the address to a shelter or call non-emergency services to see if they can help him. But he started walking away and yelling over me, saying that I was unhelpful and that I was rude. At the end of all of this, all I can really do is laugh because seriously, you're going to take this to an attorney and say what? A hotel that I was not a guest at asked me to leave their lobby because I was sleeping there and now I'm going to sue? Yeah, good luck trying to get to corporate to complain about how their hotels didn't allow you to freely use their space. The entitlement and attitude when he couldn't get what he wanted is just mind-boggling. And honestly, at this point, after dealing with that, I just need a vacation. Don't you just love it when entitled people pull out the whole attorney card as if that's going to prove anything in their case? Especially when it's some ridiculous situation like this. This guy was literally just sleeping in the lobby and refusing to leave. And I'm honestly surprised that the shift of workers before this original poster even allowed this guy to sit in the lobby in the first place. I mean, that's just a recipe for disaster. But the original poster handled this really well, in my opinion, and they didn't crack under the pressure at all. I know if I was in that situation, I probably would have been a lot less patient, but they handled it like a pro and they got him out without any kind of massive confrontation. And hopefully this guy never comes back. I am very happily engaged to my fiance, but I think my best friend might have feelings for me and they are becoming incredibly inappropriate. And I just don't know what to do. My fiance and I have been together for just over four years and we're very happy. I honestly couldn't ask for a better relationship. There's so much trust, love, and happiness. We've bought a place together and we're getting married in three months, so all is going really well. My best friend that I've known for about 20 years is going to be a bridesmaid at our wedding. Both my friend and I are bisexual, but nothing has ever happened between us ever. For me, she's always just been a friend. However, we are quite touchy-feely, but so is our entire friendship group. We've all known each other for so long, which has meant that we're very comfortable with each other. We hug, we talk, we're not afraid of being close to each other, pretty much never really had an issue. And honestly, I never thought anything of it, just because it's been so normal for all of us. My fiance has no problem with it, and understands that it's just the group dynamic. My best friend broke up with a very long-term partner a couple of years ago, and has been struggling quite a bit. I have always been a bit of a people pleaser, and I think I've probably allowed myself to become an emotional crutch for her. I've noticed she's gradually gotten much more touchy-feely with me. She will be very cuddly, tell me how much she loves me and stuff like that, and I have noticed that it's just got a bit more intense lately. When chatting with my partner, he said at a party, 
party recently, he actually felt a bit uncomfortable about how cuddly we were as it seemed more than usual. I hate that I made him feel that way. I've also started feeling a bit uncomfortable about it, but I've always struggled with these situations and don't know how to tell her to stop without upsetting her. Then this last weekend, we had a night out when we went dancing and she started having a panic attack. So I took her outside and tried to calm her down. Once she calmed down, she ended up telling me that my fiance didn't deserve me. I don't know if this was just an offhanded comment or if it came from a place of jealousy, but I do feel like it's not a cool thing to say, especially when we're just about to get married. So I'm really unsure about how to handle the situation. I don't know if I'm reading too much into it, but my gut is telling me there's something going on. How do I build those barriers without hurting her feelings? What should I do? I think some very clear boundaries are definitely in store. Your friend has got to understand that you're getting married and whether or not she feels like this is the right person for you, you feel like it's the right person for you and you love him and you want to spend the rest of your life with him. So if you feel like she's crossing a line, then you need to make sure she understands that. And I also think it's going to be a big red flag that this person's going to be a bridesmaid at your wedding. I can't think of a more miserable situation than to have someone who actively says, no, he doesn't deserve you, than to have her as a bridesmaid. Obviously, I don't think that means you got to remove her as a bridesmaid, but if I was in your shoes, that is definitely something I would keep an eye out for. I think you need to tell her straight up, hey, I really appreciate that we've been close for all these years, but I feel like you're getting a little too physical at times, and it's making me uncomfortable. And that is honestly all you would really need to say from there. Setting boundaries is definitely scary, and it can really hurt some feelings if people aren't ready for it, but if they really are your friend, they'll accept how you feel, most likely apologize, and make the adjustments. It also sounds like your friend has a really toxic emotional dependency on you, and it's really going to be unhealthy for her to realize that you're not going to be there for her in the way that she would like you to be once you get married. So in my opinion, I would just be direct and concise while still trying to maintain a friendly demeanor. At the end of the day, she's a friend who's going through a hard time, but that does not mean that you need to sacrifice your own boundaries. My girlfriend is refusing to go to her job because she has depression, and I don't know what to do. As the title states, my girlfriend is refusing to go to work. Normally, this wouldn't be an issue. However, she's already skipped a day at work since this week without leaving any notice. The reason for this is due to her depression, and as a result, this has caused her to quit many of her jobs shortly after joining them. By her own words, it seems that the only thing she truly enjoys is laying in bed and sleeping as much as humanly possible. I want very desperately to be supportive of her. However, this whole situation puts me in a horrible crossroad. On one hand, I want to comfort her and be understanding of her depression. However, on the other hand, I don't want her to dig herself a hole she can't get out of. I know if she loses another job, her dad's probably going to come down on her like an axe. And I would feel horrible if this came back to bite her later in life. The truth is, this whole situation has me really confused as to what route I should take. Overall, I want the best for her, but I'm not sure how to go about doing it. This, of course, led me here of all places to post this online to try and see how I should process this. I don't want to be a jerk in this situation, and I don't want to leave my girlfriend on the side to figure things out on her own. I'm honestly not sure what to do. As someone who struggles with depression, honestly, the biggest motivator for me is realizing that I am not going to make rent if I don't go to this job. Yeah, the job sucks, and yeah, I really don't like it, but guess what? It's either that, or I could just not work, get kicked out of my apartment, and not have any water, electricity, or any of the other things that I would need to function. And I completely understand where your girlfriend's coming from, where they're like, hey, I just want to sit in bed all day and sleep. That is a symptom of depression, so it's completely understandable. But you have to fight through it. It really did take me going to therapy to finally 
understand that I need to push myself and to get things going. I need to develop healthy habits and get on a good schedule to keep me from falling into a slump. And it's really unfortunate that she keeps quitting her job because you said it best. You don't want this to hurt her later in life. But unfortunately, if she does keep quitting her job, that's really not going to look good for future employment. I mean, who would want to hire someone who's just going to quit two months in? If I was running a company or a business and I'm hiring somebody under the assumption that they're going to be reliable and they're going to show up for work, I would be pretty upset if they just suddenly quit after two months. Like, I'm going to be sinking a lot of money into you to try and get you up and running. If someone did that to me, I would definitely not give a good reference, that's for sure. So maybe helping your girlfriend see that, hey, if you don't get to work, you're not going to be able to make any kind of money and you're not going to be able to pay for anything in your life. That might be enough of a motivation to get up and get going. And then with that motivation, you can then get to see a therapist or even a doctor just to then point her in the right direction. Because this is treatable. You can find help for this. And it's not impossible. So best of luck to you if you do decide to stick around with this relationship because this is so much different than someone who's just lazy or who doesn't want to work. This is a legitimate mental illness and if she's willing, she really can find help for this. My husband is kind of mean to me and I'm not sure what to do. My husband and I have been together for 12 years. We're in our 30s and we have two little kids. I am a stay-at-home mom so I'm completely dependent on his money as well as his health insurance and the house that we live in. I basically have nothing to my name. Add to that, I don't want to disrupt my kids' lives with a separation so I honestly need advice on how to learn to live with a difficult person. The problem is, is that my husband is kind of mean. He's not abusive or aggressive, but just difficult. I don't know any other way to put it. For example, he is completely unpredictable. If I go to Starbucks for myself and grab him a coffee, he might be mad that I got him something that he didn't ask for, or if it's the wrong thing. But then, if I don't get him anything, he's mad that I didn't get him anything. I get legitimate anxiety in stores, as well as when I'm shopping for stuff, worrying and feeling anxious that I didn't get the right thing. And to be clear, if it's wrong, he doesn't hit or yell, but he'll lecture or make it something dramatic, saying stuff like, it's like you don't even know me. You never even listen. He also likes to make mean comments about things he considers failings, but he brings them up entirely unrelated to the conversation. For example, once literally years ago, I made three rights instead of a dangerous left to get to a restaurant. Just the other day, he mentioned a new place he wants to try, but then added, oh, but you might have to take a left turn to get there, so I'll drive. It's like he's always trying to find ways to make fun of me or somehow get back at me for something that I've done years ago. I have tried to talk to him about this over many years, but he always says I'm sensitive and I blow things out of proportion. Sometimes I'm not sure if he's gaslighting me or if he's right, but I never had this problem before in any relationship, whether it's romantic, a friend, or family. I'm honestly pretty easygoing, and I don't hold grudges, when in fact, he's the one that holds grudges. How should I handle these mood swings? Or maybe should I just let these comments slide off of me? What should I do? I hate to break it to you, but this man is abusive. You're being gaslit hard to think that you not getting him coffee or not getting the right thing, even though he's never said what he wanted, is just crazy. He is also being very manipulative. Like your husband is literally treating you like his secretary rather than an equal partner. And that is not okay. He is treating you like garbage and there's no reason for you to have to put up with that. If I was in your situation, I would be completely miserable and I would probably have anxiety over the dumbest things imaginable. Just imagine getting your significant other a coffee and then they freak out because you didn't get the right one only to then get the right one next time and then they freak out that you got him something at all. I mean, how crazy is that? Also, the fact that he's bringing up silly things that you did years later just to try and mock you over 
is more than enough evidence to prove that that man is incredibly abusive. No normal person would do that to somebody they're supposed to love. He is absolutely using and abusing you here. And I think you really need to see that. So I really hope you get the help that you need because there are resources available to help you get out of that situation if you really do want to leave. Because in my opinion, this should not be a discussion of how do I put up with my husband's toxic behavior, but rather it should be a discussion of how do I get out of this toxic environment? Because I think you'll be a lot happier off both for your sake as well as your kids. My husband dented my car out of frustration because it's broken and told me I'm not allowed to complain about it. And now I don't know what to do about this. My husband gets irrationally upset whenever a vehicle breaks down. Today, he came home in a foul mood because the power steering is leaking on my car. I was trying to tell him about my day, and he told me, I don't care what happened to you today, and told me to leave him alone. He later came into the house and accused me of losing one of his tools. When I showed him that it wasn't in my toolbox, he told me to look harder for it because apparently Apparently, I used it last. I was adamant with him that he put it away, but I figured since I was already going through my tools anyway, I would go ahead and return something else that I borrowed. That is, until I heard smashing and banging. I didn't know what he was doing. When he came inside for dinner, he matter-of-factly told me, there are some new dents in your car. I'm ready to set the stupid thing on fire. You are not to complain about the dents, and I never want to hear about it ever again. To try and lighten the mood, I told him, well, if you do set the car on fire, make sure you do it without my CD collection inside. I am really upset about this because this isn't the first thing of mine he's damaged in anger. He dented the ever-living crap out of my truck and never fully fixed it. And I'm scared if I complain, he will just refuse to fix my car. I'm a stay-at-home mom that makes some money cleaning houses and pet sitting, so I can't afford a mechanic or to replace the car right now. And his behavior tonight, all over the car not working properly, is just absolutely Absolutely unacceptable. He's been rude and snippy quite a bit lately, and he just told me that he's sorry that he's being so rude and snippy, so at least he's admitting it. But honestly, I don't know what to do, because I really want to speak out about how I don't appreciate how he's treated me, but at the same time, I don't want him to feel like I don't appreciate his efforts to fix my car, and how he's had to fix it a lot because it's a piece of garbage car that's been through three engines in three years, if you can believe it. How do I address this issue with him? I I'm really scared that I'm going to lose my temper when I see the dents in my car. I also don't want to have to lie to my family and friends about why the dents are there in the first place. What should I do? I'm very surprised that you're not reacting more strongly than this. This is seriously really bad. This is a fully grown 30 year old man breaking your stuff all because the car won't work. That is not an emotionally mature person. And this is overall really violent behavior. And then he tries to boss you around saying, oh, you can't complain about this. Like, this is not how a fully functioning adult acts. This is legitimately insane. This man has such a small fuse over the dumbest things. And in my opinion, this is not a good living environment. And it's really double-sided. Like, he can lose his temper all the time and just start breaking things, but you're not allowed to call him out on it or complain about the dents in your car. This is your car. This is the thing that gets you from point A to point B. And he's just going to dent it and say you can't complain about it? That is like a massive red flag to me. This is honestly a minor 
minor problem with the car. It's something that can get fixed. The problem is not with how you're going to address this issue. The problem is your husband has a short fuse and a very terrible anger management problem. Like he freaked out like a toddler just because the car wouldn't work. That's not normal. You know what is normal? Calling a professional to have it fixed. So honestly, I would really be concerned about this type of behavior and try and find some kind of game plan to try and mitigate this issue. Because this is unacceptable and you should not have to put up with this. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And the next time you live stream, use the Cream of the Crop music. Search Cream of the Stream on Spotify or whatever platform you use for copyright-free music to use for your next stream.